How much are the Yankees actually going to listen to the two biggest stars in New York this offseason? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Welcome to the show. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. There are a lot of you out there that do that, and we appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers bet, can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. You can visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Stace, and happy Wednesday, everybody out there. Today, of course, as you guys know, we're five days a week still here, even in the offseason, our offseason, at least, World Series <laughs> on deck. We need to talk about the final game of the NLCS. That's coming up later on in the show. We also want to talk a little bit in regards to the postseason about the Yankees. Do they have a culture issue? That's coming up later. We'll let you know which, we're, what we mean by that. Of course, there's a couple of Yankees headed to the World Series former Yankees, that is. But first, Stacey, we want to talk about Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge. Uh, we want to talk about their influence, the audit stuff, and all that kind of thing, and whether the Yankees are actually going to listen to them, and whether they want to be listened to. We'll get to that in a second. But first, Stacey, like, how important is this offseason? You, you know this team in and out. You follow this team forever. Put into perspective what this offseason feels like in comparison to in more recent history. Yeah, this feels like one of the more important post uh, post seasons off seasons of I'd say the past 25 years. <laughs> this is a big thing because there was that championship window that came and went and didn't happen from about 2017 until now. They figured it would be, there would be like a six year window and we're at the end of that time. And this is make it or break it. I feel like something needs to be done this off season. We talked about possibilities of who they can get and who they should go after, but they really need to do something here because you cannot waste Aaron judge. You can't make him become the Don Mattingly of this generation, the good player on teams that are okay. I mean, Mattingly was stuck on a lot of non-playoff teams, but if wildcard existed, they would have made the playoffs and judges in that category where, yeah, they've made the playoffs, never made the world series, never won anything. And, you know, he's such a big name for the Yankees and it feels like you're wasting him. They have to do something big this off season or else we're going to see more middling for the next few years. So this offseason, we'll obviously get into more once the offseason officially hits after the World Series and we have a better landscape of the free agent market and things like that, of that nature. But you mentioned Judge there as like, obviously he's the, the forefront of this whole operation, right? So he was at those audit meetings down in Tampa uh, in early October. We know that already. He was down there. Garrett Cole was not. Garrett Cole was not there. But they did inform him of everything that went on and, you know, whatever. And there's a stark difference between these two guys, Stace. Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge has been very vocal about maybe not exactly what he wants, but that he has ideas. Mm. That's as far as we can go with it because he's been very noncommittal to what those ideas are. Right? We don't know what's going on in his head. We know that there are things going on inside of his head, and he wants to make the front office known of that. <laughs> we know that much of it. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Cole, on the other hand, has been – Basically, the flip side of that, hmm. where 
he doesn't seem to be super interested in being a part of that kind of conversation. He seems to be more like, hey, man, if they ask me, yeah, I'll answer. But I'm not going to be like over here being assistant GM. Which, right. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> job. I get that. Right. <laughs> um, but it is just kind of interesting how they have the, kind of the, the polar opposite in, in their mentalities heading into the offseason. Yeah. And, you know, Judge Judge is usually the kind of guy that he sometimes says a lot of nothing, you know, after games. Like he's similar to Derek Jeter in that regard. He's kind of guarded during his post game stuff. And I feel like the reason he doesn't want to reveal his thoughts is maybe he doesn't want to spoil it <laughs> and let people know. Like maybe he wants to do that more behind the scenes and maybe he has the same kind of thought that anyone else does. Like if you, you, you don't really want to put your ideas out there because then everyone will slam you for them. So I feel like he wants to kind of keep it on the down low, but let you know, I do have ideas. I'm not going to tell you guys, I'm going to tell the Yankees. And then Cole, yeah, I feel like he's kind of like sitting back thinking about it and waiting for them to come to him. He's not going to be like, hey, Cash, I have an idea for this. But if someone comes up to him and says, hey, Garrett, what do you think about this? I think he'd be willing to talk about it. Sure. I think the word you're looking for when it comes to Aaron Judge when he speaks about these types of things is calculated. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Big stars are very calculated. And this is part of the reason why the Yankees wanted this guy as a captain, right? You think of guys like, LeBron James. LeBron James is not coming out and saying all this stuff all the time. He's very calculated. When you ask Aaron Judge about, hey, what's it like in the clubhouse right now? What does he say? I'm going to keep that between me and the guys. Right. Like he is not letting on to a lot of things. So that's why it's fairly interesting when he comes out and says, I have ideas, right? Because that yeah. means like he he's very serious about that. And he definitely does. It's not just a facade. He's not just throwing on, you know, a pretty face and like, yeah, I got ideas. We're going to fix the team. Like, let's go get them, champ. That's not what he's doing. If he's saying something like that, he means it. Oh, um, yeah. So that's that's super important. But I think what's also super important about this, Stacey, is where we're at and where the Yankee fan base is at in regards to the trust of the front office, which is obviously at a low point right now. Right. There is not a lot of trust in the front office right now in New York. So given that and given what we've seen, and, and given how it looks like this, where this team is going, where Cashman's still there, Boone's still there, yes, to the chagrin of everybody, we know, we know. We read our comments every day. We know. But that comes to a realistic conversation here, Stacey. How much influence do Judge and Cole actually have? How much do you trust that the Yankees' front office is actually listening when Aaron Judge says, I have ideas? Oh... I would like to think that they would listen. I'd like to not be one of those people who doesn't believe that they'd do anything about it. Because I feel like they made him captain for a reason. And I feel like he's been around the team long enough where he should have some sort of influence and be like, look, this is what we need. Who knows the clubhouse better than Aaron Judge? You know, who knows the chemistry of the team? Like, no offense to Cashman and Hal. Like, they could say as much as they want about it they're not with the guys day in and day out like Aaron judges and I feel like they should probably listen to the leaders on the team for these kinds of decisions now obviously they're not going to have Aaron judge in the war room and be like okay should we do this and spend this much and blah 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 but the type of player that they feel like they need on the team I feel like they should listen to someone like Aaron judge because he knows about that stuff 
Yeah, we've talked about this recently-ish on the show about, and I cautioned, I used the LeBron James example prior as well, where you can't go too far, right? You can't let a guy on the team dictate every move that you make. We've seen that backfire as stars in today's sports landscape have a bigger influence than ever before, right? Both obviously to the fan base and into their own front office. We've seen that in multiple sports across multiple teams, multiple front offices. We're seeing that landscape start to shift um, into taking their input, Mm. which you know you weren't really seeing before. Like you would see them maybe listen to the big star, but there, you know, there was that there's that separation sure (laughs) and while there is separation is good you know you can't mingle all the time with everything because you have to be able to make the hard tough decisions and if Aaron Judge is like no I like Higgy and but Higgy's hitting 105 like you got there has to be that level of separation yeah so it's a balancing act it is a balancing act but I I would be lying if I said I was full-fledged gung-ho thinking that Cashman and Hal we're like super, super keen on what Judge is saying. I, I that's just how I feel. I, I don't know how much faith I have in that process, unfortunately. I almost feel like Hal would listen to him more than Cashman would because I feel like him and Hal kind of have a, a relationship there. Because you know Hal's the one that called him from Italy and was like, "Okay, we're gonna get this <laughs> deal done. Let's do it." And I feel like, you know, Judge won't admit it, but I feel like there's just a bit of slight tension maybe between him and Cashman, but you know, and cash is very, he doesn't let things. Yeah. You, we all know the personality. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) there are choice words for many a Yankee fan about his personality type. Yeah. I feel like out of the two of them, Hal would have an ear more toward judge than Cashman would. I completely agree with you there. I think that's 100% correct. Um, just from an outside looking in perspective, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, it still begs the question of how much influence they're going to have, mm-hmm. uh, how much influence Garrett Cole actually wants, because again, it doesn't seem like he's like Mr. Judge here, just going, listen to me, man. You got to listen to me. Judge is like, or Cole's like, you know, yeah, man, if you ask me a question, I'll answer it. <laughs> like, so I'm curious. I mean, just kind of goes to show a little bit there. I mean, not, without knowing everything here, to be fair. Right. I mean, he wasn't there. He wasn't in Tampa. Judge, which was. which shows at how least he feels in it, yeah. some part, yeah. Without knowing like what other prior obligations or whatever Garrett Cole might have had, we don't know everything right. about Garrett Cole's life. He doesn't let us know a lot about about a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but I want to know what you think about this. Do you think the front office is actually listening to Aaron Judge and actually actually listening to Garrett Cole? I'm very curious what your perspective is. Reply in the pin or in the comments down below. You can also reply to that pin comment for Fan Mail Friday. Send us your questions in a couple of days. We got a Fan Mail Friday episode. You also get priority by joining the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. It's a text messaging services text messaging service. Uh, where you can text Stacey and myself, pitch episode ideas, all that good stuff. 14-day free trial, you guys know that. All right, coming up next, former Yanks head into the World Series. Got to talk about that. And do the Yankees have a culture issue? A discussion when we come back. Everybody should be able to care for themselves and their loved ones no matter what. That's why our new sponsor, Jace Medical, offers 
the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And now Jace Medical offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace Medical also offers gift cards so you can grab one for family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their own. Locked on Yankees listeners even get an exclusive offer. You can go to jacemedical.com, enter code locked on at checkout, and get a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, everydayers, coming up on tomorrow's show, our World Series preview. We're also asking you, who are you rooting for? So if you're watching this right now, you can also go to our channel on YouTube. You can vote on our poll. Make your voice be heard. We're going to take some comments from you guys as well. We're going to put a whole little show together, a World Series preview from the Yankees perspective, from the Yankees fan perspective. So let us know how you're feeling about the World Series. Tell us who your pick is and make sure, again, to go to our YouTube channel if you're on the audio side and vote on our poll. That's going to be coming up on tomorrow's show. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun on there. Uh, but Stacy, of course, we already know that a couple of Yankees will be playing in the World Series or at least have an opportunity to get a ring. Uh, a handful of former Yankees on that Texas Rangers squad. Of course, all of them. We have listed here. Aroldis Chapman, Nady Evaldi, Andrew Heaney, Ezekiel Duran, technically, and Jordan Montgomery. I wanted to kind of touch on a couple of these guys here, Stace. Of course, let's start with Aroldis. Uh, he has had a real shaky, shaky postseason, hasn't he? Shocking. We never noticed <laughs> that. We never had that experience with him on the Yankees. <laughs> never. 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 No one has. No, the the Yankees didn't have two postseason series end on home runs that he gave up. No. (laughs) Yeah, I mean he was shaking for the Cubs too. True. Shaking for the Cubs that Mm -hmm. that run. Mm -hmm. Uh, He didn't even remember. It was Carl Edwards Jr. who closed out Game Seven. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was massive, massive job by Carl Edwards Jr. Weirdly enough, it was crazy. I in 22 when I was with the Rail Riders, he I forget where he was, but he was on. I, I got to call him and I was just like, dude, this is crazy. Like, oh, wow. Watched, yeah, that, that was one of that was one of the moments. I'm like, whoa, dude, this, this guy called closed out like game seven. Like, this is insane. Uh, <laughs> you kind of have those moments when you work in baseball. You kind of get those moments. Sometimes you're like, man, this is like what? Like, that's him right there. <laughs> that's insane. Um, Nady Evaldi obviously has had a nice little postseason run here for for the Rangers. I mean, it was a very brief Yankees tenure, yeah. obviously much more a Red Sox. But hey, former pinstripes, you always got to be rooting for him, right? For the most part, for the most part, are you like, are you rooting for Nate Evaldi? Like, do you have any hard feelings there? Well, yeah, because he won with the Red Sox. <laughs> sure, sure, but I and mean, uh, I felt that was like before he was a Yankee, I felt like no, it was after he was a Yankee. Oh, was oh was yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's my math? He won, he won with them in 2018. Now? Yeah, 2018. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And Evaldi was hurt with the Yankees, and he was just frustrating to watch. He had, like, I knew he had the stuff, but he didn't have the command, really. And it was just so frustrating to watch him because I knew he had something good inside him, but the Yankees didn't unlock it, which that's not shocking because there were a lot of guys with the Yankees during that time period that (laughs) their stuff wasn't unlocked. And then he went to the Red Sox. That kind of killed it for me. If there wasn't that Red Sox tenure in between... Sure. I'd be rooting for him a little more. <laughs> I guess I had that flipped in my brain for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Andrew Heaney, obviously he's been relinquished to a reliever role and he's pitched only three times in this postseason run. 
I think the the biggest thing Andrew Heaney ever did in his tenure was start the uh, start the <laughs> Field game. Field of Dreams game. The Field of Dreams <laughs> game. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing Andrew Heaney did in pinstripes. <sighs> uh, what a weird moment. Yeah. Uh, Ezekiel Duran has not been on any of the postseason rosters for the Rangers. Of course, if you're like, wait, who's Ezekiel Duran? Uh, he was part of the Joey Gallo deal. Don't forget that. Uh, but of course, I mean, elephant here. Jordan Montgomery, man, he, he's been massive. We've been singing his praises this whole time, and he stepped up in, in game seven, too. Like, he came out of the pen, and, like, I'm just so happy for Monty, man. I feel like that's the consensus. Like, I, every, everything I see from Yankees fans is just like, man, we're so happy for Monty. There are no hard feelings from any Yankee fans about Jordan Montgomery because they know that the Yankees messed with him. And uh, yeah. this is, we joked about it, was it last week? We joked about it, how he can really stick it to them. Even by not playing against them, he's really sticking it to them by showing I can pitch in the playoffs. I can come in in relief and pitch in the playoffs too. So yeah, I'll yeah. do whatever it takes, whatever mm -hmm. it takes. Yeah. And that kind of leads us to our next conversation, Stacey, a little bit here. So yeah. I've been watching the postseason. You, you know how I watch the postseason. I pick a couple teams. I, I ride them the whole way. And we obviously been talking about it here on the show. But there seems to be something different about the teams in the postseason by comparison to the Yankees and besides the obvious stuff, like, duh, I know. But one of those things is energy hmm. and I've watched it grow. Like I'm sure you have, and everybody has over the last, let's say decade of baseball, which has been by the way, awesome to watch. I love the energy of baseball. I've loved it from day one since I was a little kid in diapers. Right. And but there's something different about teams when they get to the postseason and players in big moments in the postseason in today's game hmm. that the Yankees, I feel, don't really have. And it's just the sheer volume of energy. And yes, I know there weren't a whole ton of moments in 2023 to, to give you that kind of energy. But if you watch Adolis Garcia play, right, and yes, you can make be pissed at him or whatever for throwing the bat, but it's here to stay, guys. It's here to stay. Yeah. Like not just him, but the Orioles youthful energy, the Phillies incredible energy that just isn't there for the Yankees. Like, I, I don't know if I'm losing my mind, but I feel like that's what I'm seeing every night here that every postseason team. And yes, I know it's the postseason, so it's going to garner more energy, but I never really saw that from the Yankees this season. Yeah, the season was kind of a rough one for them, but I feel like in past seasons, you saw a glimpse of them being the fun team. You know, the 2017 team was a really fun team. Like, I loved watching that team. I loved watching them react to things and how they celebrated things on the field. And um, I really miss that energy of that team. And they need to get that back. Um, you know, the judge stuff. Sanchez was on that team. Um you know, oh, Todd Frazier and like, you know, Brett Gardner was still there and they were just doing all these like goofy things. And I miss that energy. 2019 felt a little better too, but it's just been a few years of not so great stuff. Plus you were coming off a sweep in the ALCS where you barely did anything and you start the season with half the team on the IL and it's just like, where is the energy? Um, you sort of saw it in that Toronto series that we always talk about because it was the best series of the year back in May. But yeah, I, I miss the energy because I feel like the Yankees were kind of turning from the business-like stiff guys and becoming more of a youth-oriented fun team in 2017. And I felt like it was 
staying in that direction. And now it feels like they're kind of regressing a little bit. And I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I want them to lean into that. Because yeah. I feel like this this upcoming roster, this 26 man in 2024, has the opportunity to give us some life. Yeah. The the youth are there. They have a real opportunity to actually play some serious innings. Like Volpe's gonna be there again. And Oswald Peraza is likely to get a serious shot at a starting role. Oswaldo Cabrera still has an opportunity to be a big member of this team, right? There are guys that have the opportunity to give the Yankees a lot of energy. We saw Oswald at Fenway, mm. that big home run. Yeah, the Yankees need that, and they need Aaron Judge blocking his face times <laughs> 10. Yeah, Where's the passion? Where's the energy? You're the Yankees. It's a new era of baseball. Yeah. And you need to lean away from the business casual suit. Da, 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 like we're the Yankees and we're the feared team. No, be the feared team. Strike yeah. fear into your opponent and do that by showing them you mean business. And it just never felt like that was ever there for me this season. It just even in those little glimpses, it felt mm -hmm. like it was one guy doing something. Oswald stoked running around first, which he should be, but. There were, you know, it, where is all of it? You saw from Cole from time to time. He's a little more businesslike, obviously. But, you know, you missed that Seve roar. You, yeah. missed, you missed the guys. You, you talked about Brett Gardner. You, you miss guys like that that give the team life and like, come on, let's go. Like, let's get your blank together. Let's go now. Like, they just didn't have that this year. Yeah. I mean, the losing didn't help either. <laughs> no, it never helps. That never helps. That never helps. Obviously, you have to do it within reason. Right. But, uh it all starts there for me. Mm -hmm. It starts there. Um, let us know how you're feeling about that in the comment section as well as everything else we've been talking about here today. We're going to talk about our now World Series matchup. Of course, we're going to do that more in depth tomorrow, but we got to talk about the final game of the NLCS when we come back. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get the W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason. I almost did it again with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Back here on Locked On Yankees, the LCSs are over, Stacey. The freaking Diamondbacks are going to the World Series, dude, over the Phils. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? On the road in seven at the bank, the D-backs just shocked the world. Yeah, uh, yes, they legitimately shocked the world. Um, I feel like I was watching the 2023 Yankees taking hacks up there when the Phillies were getting into the later innings and just desperate to get anything done and just couldn't get anything done. I was like, well, I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I'm, I'm thoroughly shocked. Mm -hmm. Both of us were completely wrong. Completely. Most people were completely wrong. The Diamondbacks won 84 games this year. 
And I don't need to tell Yankees fans that the Yankees won 82 this year. <laughs> the playoffs are insane. They mm-hmm. always are. They always will be. And I can't believe that they pulled this off. I can't believe the Rangers pulled that off. I can't mm-hmm. believe the D-backs pulled this off. Shout out Phoenix, man. Phoenix faithful. You don't just have to watch Fall League right now. You got real <laughs> serious baseball being played right now. I, I, I'm so happy for D-backs fans, dude. Like two years ago, they won a, oh, they lost over 100 games. Two years yeah. ago. And the Rangers too, right? The Rangers yeah. were also absolutely awful two years ago. So <laughs> both yeah. of them. I think it's the, the first time it's the first time, right? Where two teams who were coming out of seasons that bad, that close are yeah. both in the World Series. Like that's Oh, it's gotta be. It's yeah. gotta be. Uh this World Series matchup, which we're gonna talk about in depth tomorrow, but this World Series matchup is um like a baseball fans World hmm. Series. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like Astros Phillies, that's the national spotlight, and like that has all that, and you know at the Yankees arena, Yankees Dodgers, that's like national. And yeah, but this is like, if you love baseball, then these are two teams, two flawed teams. You want to see battle it out, right? Like both teams are not perfect. Very not perfect. Uh, This is going to be a crazy, this is going to be a crazy world series that I legitimately have no idea. Like you would think it favors the Rangers, but they're so streaky. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know, man. They're streaky. The Diamondbacks pitching has been really good. um, When you least expect it. And I feel like they can step up again because now that they've beaten the Phillies, they feel like they can probably beat anyone. So, you know, they beat the they Dodgers. Can. Like they just I, beat the Dodgers? They just yeah. they swept the Brewers? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I feel like the Diamondbacks are that young, scrappy with a couple of veterans. I mean, Evan Longoria, I know I joked about it the other day, but they showed him on TV and I, for a moment, didn't realize who it was. And I was like, who's that old dude? And I thought, oh, it's Evan Longoria. I'm so sorry. He only just yeah. turned 38, but it's still like... He's the old man of the team and you have all these kids and just, I mean, Corbin Carroll. Hello, (laughs) dude, Corbin Carroll's game. Brandon fought. Can we talk about Brandon fought again? Yeah. Like I know you weren't aware of him heading into this playoff run. (laughs) His path to get here is insane. This dude almost quit. Mm. Like I, I, I am like, that was the biggest night of his life. And he stepped up. It wasn't a eight inning shutdown or anything, but he stepped up when his team needed him. Shout out Ranger Suarez. He did two, four yeah. and two thirds. But dude, Brandon Fott is on a high right now, man. And like, it's at the best time. The D-backs offense did just enough. You mentioned mm. Corbin Carroll, dude, Corbin Carroll. My God, <laughs> Gabriel Moreno. I was calling Gabriel Moreno last season when he was with the Buffalo Bisons before he was traded for oh, Dalton Varsho. With the Varsho trade, right. <laughs> the most underrated, no one cares move that happened this offseason. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I went, ooh, that's sneaky good for the D-backs. Uh-oh. <laughs> and look what happened, dude. Look what happened. Gabriel Moreno's a big part of this team. I Kettle Marte. Kettle Marte. Dude, this team is sneaky, man. This team is sneaky. He's been sneaky the whole time. They won 84 games. They snuck in. And here they are. I, I mean, you know, the Yankees like to talk about that where they they're they have this philosophy of, oh, well, if we sneak in and then we get hot in the playoffs, maybe we can make it to a certain point. And the Diamondbacks are actually proving that. So that kind of worries me now about the Yankees, because now they're going to be like, well, I mean, Diamondbacks only won two more games than us. So maybe we don't have to do that yeah. much in the offseason. But I hope they don't, you know, look yeah. at that and think the same thing. But this is um, 
yeah, I feel like I know I said I wanted Rangers and Phillies just because I thought those two offenses, like the, you know, the Phillies were one of those all or nothing offenses. You know, the guys like really like hitting home runs, but the Rangers have some big boppers too. And I felt mm-hmm. like the personalities on both teams would be really interesting to watch play each other. But I feel like the Diamondbacks are, you know, cool and scrappy. And I mean, Corbin Carroll's hair is something. And uh, so is um, Goriel. And uh, they have some flashy guys on that team too. And I'm just, I'm just happy it's not Houston. Um, and, you know, I was happy either way with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. And like I said, I thought it was going to go six or seven. I'm happy both series went seven. That makes it more exciting for baseball fans. And uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting World Series. And I'm sure Rob Manfred is Fred is very excited about. Uh, oh, yeah. Arizona, the Texas. two biggest markets there. <laughs> yeah. The national spotlight is on. Uh, <laughs> you knew in the bottom of the seventh, that was it. Right. Yeah. Once yes. they didn't get there, they brought Ginkle in. And once that happened, and what about like, Ginkle too? Like Ginkle's yeah. not one of these Having like fireballing set up in a baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like what? And then, I mean, this also just brings up, and we're gonna talk about this more. Why did the Mariners trade Seawald? What are we? Yeah. What is happening, dude? I mean, we were questioning that when it happened, and we're wondering like, why? Are we, why would you do this? Because they were still in it, and even after that happened, they went ahead of the Rangers briefly in the crazy. AL West race that ended with Houston in front. And I thought at the time, I was like, that's mm, it might be good for the Diamondbacks, but I don't know what the hell Seattle's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they couldn't either. And it wasn't the first time they've traded a big reliever when they were in the middle of a push. Uh, um, yeah. 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 I remember that. <laughs> anyway, crazy, dude. Crazy. Again, if you are seeing this, our poll is up. Go vote in it as a Yankees fan. Who are you rooting for in the World Series this year? D-backs, Rangers, just like everybody drew it up. Yeah, here's here's the situation. You have the Diamondbacks. They're going to constantly be playing 2001 highlights because that's the last time they were in the World Series. And only anything ever? Yeah, yeah. And, or, or, you have Rangers who have former Yankees on there and do you want to root for someone like jordan montgomery are you sitting there thinking i don't think i want to root for the team with the role as chapman maybe i'll root for the diamondbacks it's kind of tough for yankee fans this is. is kind of you know i'm ooh. curious i'm very <laughs> curious what our yeah. results are going to be so go to our youtube channel if you're an audio listener go to our youtube channel it's linked in the episode description go there vote on our poll we're going to be talking about the results on thursday's show as a part of our big world series preview I'm always excited for the World Series, man. Always. Plain and simple, period. Uh, <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Go D-backs. Go Rangers, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm all in on the D-backs. Let's go Serpientes. Uh, don't forget to join our Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club where we'll be texting you guys throughout the World Series. So make sure to figure out how to do that. It's in the episode description like always. And of course, coming up tomorrow, the World Series preview. Don't miss it. Hit subscribe. And that's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We will see you tomorrow.